This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Brian Cohen Doherty, who is known as an Ascension coach and creator of Radiant Amplified Healing. So just a few things about Brian. Uh, his life has gifted him with diversity and the people he's met and the jobs he's done to the experience of awakening and ascension. Genuine curiosity is a cornerstone of his being. It was there in his youth and enamored with the constant developments in science and physics, and it continues now in his wonder of what's next for the human potential as we embrace our infinite selves. After years of spiritual and personal growth, his understanding of reality is broken and reformed more than once. More attunements, initiations, upgrades, and downloads than he could have ever imagined, and multiple experiences that literally defy physics, he has learned his greatest gift to share, to be human and be present. So, Brian Cohen Doherty, welcome aboard. It is so great to have you on the Brilliance Plus Passion Project. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited. That definitely sounds different having you read it. Yes. <laughs> well, first, first of all, because I literally changed the voice. So it was in first person, and I made it third person on the mm -hmm. fly. It's one, of those it. things, it's one of those things you get used to after you've been in the podcasting game for about 10 years. A lot of times, the bio is in first person, and you see it for the first time when you're actually already on the air. So right. you just get really good at being able to make those transitions. Awesome. So the first question is, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the community at large? Uh, basically, not basically, when people are able to be uh, more than simply mindful and peaceful and grateful, which are wonderful things. Uh, when they choose to engage in radiating joyful, loving gratitude, the world's automatically going to shift around that vibration or that thing. Um, so when you, when you're intentionally choosing and allowing yourself to wallow and like saturate yourself in these sensations, these feelings, these states of being, uh, you're going to create more potential to receive those and experience those in everyday life all around you. So, it is just an infectious, it's a disease of joy and love when you begin to practice it. It's not being mindful. It's not meditating. It's not being one. It's not being still. It's not being Zen. It is wallowing in joyful, loving gratitude until you are saturated in it. And you practice that a little bit and it changes the world forever. 
put that gratitude in my swimming pool and I will dive in head first. I might even cannonball in for fun. Heck yeah. So, <laughs> so that's awesome. What is it you actually do? So right now what I do is I run people through what I call an ascension, ascension empowerment experience or process. Uh -huh. And so what I do is I help people retune and realign every layer of their being with joyful, loving gratitude and with being present. And through that process, uh, they explore new ideas, new ways of engaging with themselves and uh, communication with source and higher consciousness. And that develops you more completely as you're going through this process of awakening ascension. It's not for people who haven't had some form of long night of dark night of the soul or ego death. You really need to have been through some of that before coming into this because this gets you really deep, really fast. Wow, that is certainly something. Uh, what, in your experience, what are three of the most common questions that people in general have when they're asking about what you do, like the frequently asked questions? And I imagine, because I myself have some, so let's see how you do. Um, so what, do you, what does that mean? Common one, right? Um, what do you mean, love everybody? Right? And uh, can you tell me what my spirit guide is? Those are the three that people ask, and it's because they're common ones in the world. Wow, that's a that's a really interesting take on it. What are three of the questions that you wish people would ask? I if wish you know you what I mean. Oh, 100%. Um, what's the difference between non-attached and detached? Uh, how is it possible to love the hate? And what's next? Can we develop the second one a little bit further, what it means to love the hate? I'm actually so curious about that. Yeah. I'd like you to give the answer. So loving the hate means loving yourself, including the fact that you still feel hate for things. It's okay. being able to stop hating yourself for having the feeling and the emotion of hate. That's a feedback loop that's negative. If you can start giving yourself permission to love yourself, not regardless, despite of, or you know, in the face of your hate, but if you can just love yourself when that hate is still there, that stops the negative feedback loop and helps you disassociate the emotion. You know, there are two things that are often uh, done, I like to say done with or done to kids. And it's part of helping them discover right from wrong that I think are done well-intentioned uh, as a way of bringing that lesson very much into relief. But at the same time, contribute to that whole thing where it's difficult to love ourselves and love our imperfections. Mm -hmm. So Brian, uh, did you, did someone ever tell you or somebody, you know, that, uh, they expect you to say, I'm sorry, and I'll never do it again. A hundred percent. How do you know you'll never do it again? Right. Yeah. And then you feel bad for doing it again. And then, right. Then you start hiding the pain and yeah, the uh -huh. cycle. Yeah, it's a unconscious patterns rule our lives. It's unwinding those. It's painful, but exuberant and beautiful at the same time. Yeah, here's here's one that I see that actually holds back entrepreneurs a lot, and I was a little surprised to discover this one. Um, as a child, did you ever um, question or challenge an authority figure? <laughs> and uh, I know, right? And uh, and and at some point, they may say. Well, Brian, you know, you're absolutely right. I was wrong about that. I'll acknowledge that, but you better be perfect from now on. Because if I ever find out something you did that was wrong. I never had that from, I mean, I probably did have that at some point in my youth, but yeah. that didn't happen too often. Uh, I learned how to come at things sideways from an early age pretty well. So uh -huh. 
it made the confrontations not quite as confrontational and got me different responses. Right. But yeah, they, I mean, I've heard that argument amongst friends and people. And it's like, uh -huh. you know, so it's like, no, no, yeah. perfect isn't a thing. Like perfect, if you think of perfect and you think of like perfect diamond, even that perfect yeah. diamond is still in motion and dynamic. So, right. Oh my goodness. You're, you're criticizing this, but look at you. You're that you hypocrite, right? Not necessarily. They don't have to be the same thing, and we're not calling for perfection here. It's just a matter of how we continuously improve and help the community at large do the same thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Taking so yourself what, on. Yeah. So what I'd like to do now is sort of shift gears for a little bit and give people a chance to discover more about you as a person and as an individual. So mm -hmm. the first one is, what would people who know you be dis surprised to discover about you? Uh, for, I tell a lot of my fun stuff. Um, I think in general, like people that are getting to know me and knowing me, uh, are a lot of them are going to be surprised that I used to be a medical coder. Uh, I used to be very deep into sciences and things like that. And so being a medical coder, looking at sitting behind the computer, looking at data files, typing 10 key and alphanumerics all day long was something that I was looking to do as a profession in my life at one point, quite the opposite of this. Wow, that is yeah. uh, that is a unique, uh, <laughs> you know, that that falls under those. Tell us about that job that people would be really surprised you had. Oh, God, yeah, you'd be seeing the medical industry chart for how things pay out from the backside of not just determining what, uh, like, basic stuff, but when it comes to surgeries, procedures, things like that, all the ways things are accounted for, not accounted for, and uh, tabulated and accrued. It's fascinating to be on the backside of that. It is you, you see a very strange world of the medical industry for sure. Wow. That yeah. is that is quite something. So what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? Uh that I'm compassionate. If I was going okay. to hope, I would hope that I'm compassionate to something that's said more often than not. Okay. What famous per uh, actually, before we get into the famous person, um, if you could go back in time and change one thing you've done. What would it be and why? Or I love whether there's something you've done or something that has happened to you, either or. Right? Uh, not a thing. Always my answer to this question, not a single thing. Because most likely if I changed anything significant or meaningful in my past, my present would not be what it is. And it's amazing. So, no. No, no not a single change. Yeah, I mean, there are some things that if I knew what questions to ask, I might have asked those questions. And, there and were then a your life may have taken a totally different path. Could have been. And right. there, have also, there have also been those situations where I would look back and say, yes, that is a real thing. Don't run from it. That's a real blessing. That's a real possibility. Mm -hmm. But I also am concerned about the butterfly effect. And I read a lot of dystopian and alternative history uh, type fiction. And I've seen how these scenarios that just come up. So you think that you think that killing Hitler would save millions of people, mm -hmm. would it? Or could it end up making things even worse? It's a good philosophical question. Right. And when you study history and you study facts, you realize this might not be as clean cut as it looks. And that's why I'm all right saying I'm not going to change a thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that goes to self-awareness and being able to, I believe, as you said, if I'm getting this correctly, love the hate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I'm learning. Here. It's not I'm easy. Learning. But yeah. Yeah. So now we get into the famous person question. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And what questions would you have for them if you ever had that golden opportunity? I took a little bit of an easy out on this. Um, 
But if I'm going to actually honest, honestly answer that question for myself, it would be a leader of the pre-collapse uh, uh, society. So prior to what the impact event, where we had the drastic reduction in population, you know, the all the ancient megalithic cultures that they're you know finding in the waters that are back when we were a fully glaciated planet, right? Yeah. I would want to go talk to someone before we lost all of our human history and find out what they were doing and how back then. Like, how did they make those giant things? What was their body of knowledge and how did they describe it? What was their culture like? That, that to me would be a fascinating question to see where were we at before we lost almost everything. Wow, that would be a pretty interesting thing uh, because there's so much history that has been lost just because the documentation was lost or it was never properly documented. Uh, or, was or, or we don't buried. even know that yeah, it was buried. Or we, or we can see it and we can hold it right now, but we don't understand what the significance is because the context has been lost. Exactly. The context yeah. is king in so many things. Exactly. So what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? For me, I've been asking for something to come out, some form of process, self-awareness, healing modality that was something that was focused on walking around in your everyday life. Reiki, uh, all the other Reiki, uh, different Buddhist meditations. Buddhism comes pretty close, but a lot of those energetic conscious practices uh, can be difficult to learn how to maintain or do when you're out and about. Sure, we can do it in our private spaces and our quiet spaces, but nothing was there that made it really easy to radiate and just be in a way that wasn't pushy or um, or took a lot of effort. It just takes choice. And then I got given an answer to that. And so when I got given that, that was something I couldn't sit on. So it's like here, you know, my guide sources, all that was like, you're asking, here you go. Time to go teach and share. So nice. when I get doors open for me, I'll stumble through, even if I fall flat on my face at this point. <laughs> right. I mean, at least I keep the door cracked and I can crawl through in a second. Yep. yep. Right. Right. So um, I know you have uh, something you want us to share with our listeners and I will take care of that. In general, right now, what is one thing that you would urge our listeners to do as soon as we wrap up here that can move them forward in some way? Um, it's a practice that's in the system, but it's called, it's basically taking a cup of joyful, loving gratitude and drinking it, right? If I could have anybody that hears this practice one thing once a day, get yourself a glass of water. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't have to be stilled, RO, filtered, blah, blah, blah. Water oh, mine's, oh, mine's going to be RO. I just want to inject, okay, inject okay. that right now. Okay. None of that tap water for Kangen, me. Get your Kangen water if you can. Um, but just get your cup of water. Yep. Take a second. Smile at yourself, right? Think of the sun shining and the sun shining love, shining love into you, shining love into your cup. Think of the sun shining joy, joy into you, joy into your cup. Think of love and joy and gratitude shining from the sun into you and into your cup and just let it wash through everything. And then when you drink that glass, sit with it as long as you want, drink that glass of joyful, loving gratitude and just smile to yourself. Take a moment and just be. That is what I would love people to do. Doing it. You're right. 
just infusing it in my drink here. So, yeah, it's going to be reverse osmosis water because I saw what that tap water did in my faucet. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, when, and when you're dapping... When, and when you're dipping your diffusers in CLR to make your faucets work properly again, uh, yeah. that tells you the RO stuff is the way to go. It's pretty good. It's good. When I, when it's I good to remineralize, though. You, yeah. you still want to make sure you get your minerals and electrolytes. Right. When I, um, when I put this RO stuff in my iced tea brewer and I use ice cubes with frozen RO water, it actually looks like the iced tea looks like on the display of how the iced tea brewer is supposed to work. No kidding? Are they yeah. super clear, huh? Yeah, it's got that nice, crisp, sun tea-looking effect to it. <laughs> I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So here's what, we, um, here's what I encourage all of our viewers and listeners to do. I want you to go to this webpage. It's rawforreality.com. So R-A-H, the number four, and then reality.com. Rawforreality.com. And what you're going to find there are resources on how to get radiant with joyful living, excuse me, joyful loving gratitude and empower your ascension. So with that, Brian Cohen Doherty, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe this me is, in education. This has been a fantastic opportunity. Thank you for including me in this. It's been not a to mention, not to mention, not to mention a source of radiance. And thank you, my friend. Very much. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,